1: You see him on
2: television.
3: You follow him on social media.
2: And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now.
3: He is Pat Struby. and this is Save Your Retirement presented by Preservation Specialists.
1: The fear of outliving your money, that isn't a new concern for retirees, but it's become an even bigger concern for so many of you, thanks to factors like inflation and longevity. And analysts say now is the time to get serious about planning for your future, and that's exactly what we'll talk about today. We are so glad you're here with us on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the book's Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret, and not really breaking news to you, Pat, that people are concerned about preserving what they've saved, <laughs> given everything that's going on in our world today. But as we get into it, I hope all is well with you. Always a pleasure to sit down with you.
0: Yeah, doing great. And um, yeah, it's one of those things that you put so much time and thought into naming something like we I've done with my books, but certainly the company and you always kind of second-guess yourself of, you know, did I choose the right thing? But one great thing about being preservation specialists is people know what they're getting themselves into yeah. when they get here. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not a um, – Go down to the casino and try and right. try and win a win million dollars. It's a, definitely a different approach.
1: Yeah, not the goal here. Not the goal here. And the reality is, the latest research on retirement confidence it does paint a pretty bleak picture. Pat, um, I'll tell you what I mean. The Employee Benefit Research Institute they do this survey about how confident people feel about retirement in looking at their research, half of retirees report their overall spending is higher than expected. No surprise there. I mean, I Mm. can't remember the last time I (laughs) went anywhere and said, oh, I'm pleasantly (laughs) surprised that I didn't spend as much. It's always more, right? And then the percentage of retirees who feel their retirement lifestyle is lower than they expected is also increasing. Mm. So sometimes it's a bit of a, a reality check, I guess, for people when they get into retirement.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of the conversations that myself and our other advisors have had with clients uh, over the last handful of years, and I know conversations you and I have had. For the longest time, interest rates were extremely low, which was difficult, you know, to try and have safe money and earn a decent return. But at least that went lockstep with very low inflation for a very long time. And, you know, in those conversations that you and I had, we talked about kind of the, where are we at in, in retirement in America right now? And, and I would say, well, there's a lot of big challenges. You know, the stock market downswings are bigger than they've been in a long time. Uh, interest rates are low taxes, many think are going to go up. But the one thing we had going for us was that inflation was low for a long time. So i always say that was the silver <laughs> lining. And of course, that, that is long gone now, uh, um, right. which makes sense that retirees are seeing their spending higher. That's certainly what we're hearing as well. And that would go lockstep with the idea that your lifestyle is lower. And that's the first thing, by the way, Jen, that you know, when we're sitting down and kind of doing a strategy session with a longtime client, the first thing we bring up is, you know, how's it going? How's your spending going? Um, are you able to maintain your lifestyle? Because that's Right. That's really that's what it's all about. It's what we're trying to do is you know let people enjoy retire uh, and enjoy it rather than retire and sit and not have any money to do anything <laughs>
1: with it yeah during yeah. that time. Well, gosh, and you look at the high inflation and volatility in the markets, longevity, just living a long time. All these things are factors that have spooked so many people, workers, retirees, people who've done a good job saving even. They have concerns about these issues and how it can impact them. How do you talk to people who are concerned about some of these risks to their retirement and strategies to help them preserve against some of these things?
0: Yeah. I mean, this comes back to some of the foundational things that we talk about that we kind of preach and and we believe, which is that the biggest fear of many people is outliving your money. And so, you know, there's four things that go into having a strong plan to resolve that. One is Knowing where your income is going to come from and having it come from somewhere that's consistent and reliable. So, like a pension would be that. Uh, I know we all talk or joke about the problems with Social Security, but that has been reliable to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it will be continue to be for for some time. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the stock market. Uh, having all your money in you know an aggressive basket of stocks that would not be the case. Doesn't mean you can't have money in the stock market. but That's not part of your income plan. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the first one. Um, the second one is making sure you never outlive your money and having some kind of plan to make sure it continues. Of course, and there's, you know, we've done entire shows on that topic. Right. Um, being prepared for rising prices and, uh, you know, having that as part of your plan. And then the other thing is if you're married, you need to have a, a plan that protects your spouse because when a spouse passes away, everything changes. And one of the big things that changes is the income flow. Uh, if you both had Social Security, one of those is going to stop. If there's a pension, that may stop or reduce. So there's a lot of things that go into all of that. So all four of those are important. And those are the types of things that, you know, our clients hire us to help them fix for them.
1: So let's talk a little bit about, because you've, you've used that word plan and you've talked a little bit about talking to people about this What goes into that retirement income plan that can help people feel a little bit more confident about their future in retirement, especially because we know things like volatility, inflation, these aren't one-time issues. This will continue to be something that we have to address in the future. So what goes into that plan to help us mitigate some of those risks?
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, we always say the foundation to a successful retirement is a written retirement income plan. And even, Jen, I've had this conversation a number of times with clients, and let's say they hired us five years before retirement, and then maybe in six months to a year ahead, they're contemplating putting in notice, and they come in and they say – Pat, how do you take all of this stuff and live off of it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because right. they're because right. we're doing more big picture planning before that, and so that written retirement plan actually shows you, oh, okay, I'm going to retire on this date, and I'm going to be paid. You know, for work until this date, and then how are we replacing that? And we're going to do this with Social Security, we're going to do this with your four hundred and one k, this with your pension benefits, and then how is that going to increase over time to combat inflation and make sure you can still have the same spending power you had before? Uh, What happens if one of the spouses passes away? And so, it sounds very academic to have this written plan, but it's really just something that we are creating for our clients, and then it's of course a living, breathing document that's Mm -hmm. changing over time because you know three or four years ago, there wasn't really inflation to worry about at that time, and now there is. So we have to adapt and, and change those things. So of course, it's not the value isn't having a plan that you stick, you know, on a shelf. <laughs> you know, right. it's that's about right. creating it, giving you that comfort and that peace of mind, and then having uh, having us manage it and, and help you manage it um, throughout your retirement. Those are the things that hopefully give you peace of mind through retirement. And of course, ultimately, that's all about combating that biggest fear most of us have, which is outliving your money. So if you're worried about outliving your money, or if you've never had an income plan, or maybe if someone has put one together for you, but it's kind of getting dusty on a shelf, if you'd like someone to take a look at that, give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. We'll give you a a, um, retirement income strategy meeting with one of our advisors at no cost and no obligation. To get started, just call us at 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, Eight o three nine retire is the number he just gave you. If it's helpful to hear the actual numbers as you're punching that into your phone, that's 803-973-8473, or that easy way to remember it is what Pat just told you, 803-9-RETIRE. So as we're talking a little bit about people who don't feel very confident about retirement, A lot of them just don't know where to go for financial advice. The survey I talked about earlier also shows two in five weren't sure where to turn for solid retirement planning advice. And only 24% of Gen Xers, yes, we have to talk about Gen Xers preparing for (laughs) retirement also, and 38% of boomers met with a financial advisor last year. So a lot of people, Pat, still haven't met with somebody to talk about their retirement.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's so many different ways that we handle money, Jen. You know, I I always say it's so crazy to think about over the last generation or two how retirement has changed. And it used to be social security and a pension. And now for most of us, we're dependent primarily on a big pile of money we're trying to save and accumulate. And we have no training to do that, of course. So, how do you actually do that? Some people will go to an advisor early in life. We have a lot of people that hire us, Jen, that are maybe a year, three, five, 10 years out from retirement that did it all themselves and they just you know, did what they were told to do and they put money into a 401k. And it's literally, you know, at some point they're thinking about retirement and they start thinking, boy, maybe I should get serious about this. Or maybe I don't really have a plan for this. Maybe I should go talk to someone. So those people would fit that category you're talking about. They're not meeting with anyone, but they are doing that hard work of setting the money aside. So, you know, we meet with all kinds of people. We meet with people that are frustrated with an existing advisor that's, Mm -hmm. you know, not communicating with them or helping them or, you know, but a lot of people that haven't met with anybody. And then we have people that, Think they're way behind, and they're really scared and worried. And then after we sit down and talk with them, they realize, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And so that's when I always say, man, I wish you would have came in sooner. You're <laughs> you were, you were lying awake, worried about this. You didn't have to. So yeah. we're all different, and that's okay. I mean, that's the reason it's exciting for me and for our other advisors because every client is different, every person in their situation is different. And that's why, of course, we believe in custom building the plans rather than just having something more like a cookie cutter.
1: Sure. So what is the first step, Pat, for people who've done a good job saving? They just Aren't sure what to do with the the 401k, the IRA, whatever it is they have, they're not quite sure what to do with it now that they've retired. What's the first step for those folks?
0: Yeah. So, of course, you know, I would always say, Jen, if you think of my book, The Retirement Secret, it talks about the three phases of your investing life. And if you're 10 plus years from retirement and, you know, probably the blinders and just kind of plowing ahead with your savings uh, makes sense. But if you're within five or 10 years of retirement, or if you're already retired, if you've never met with someone who focuses specifically on retirement, that's probably just a great time to have someone take a look at it, give you a second opinion on where you're at, help you figure out if you're on the right track. That's the reason we offer our what we call our five-step retirement review. We offer that to listeners of the show at, at no cost and no obligation because it's just an opportunity for us to see where you're at, for you to kind of have a you know an expert give you an opinion of where you're at. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything we can do to help specifically on an ongoing basis. Maybe we can just give you some guidance and some good advice but for some people you know there's some very specific things we can do maybe to help you save on taxes create that income plan make sure the investments are set up properly for that phase of life that you're in everyone of course is different and so we want to make sure that's custom built for you so if that fits the bill for you if you're in that area again there's no cost or obligation for listeners of the show call us now at 803-9-RETIRE to take advantage of that with no risk to you that's 803-9-RETIRE
1: this is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby More insights from Pat are coming up in just a moment. Stay with us.
2: John Farley here. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $31 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer increasing taxes. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in the future depends on a lot of things. The team at Preservation Specialists knows what to look for. Our advisors can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as it can be. Call 803-9-RETIRE to set up a visit with an advisor at Preservation Specialists. That's 803-9-RETIRE. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now, 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, Fenner, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists And Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.
3: Have a question for Pat? Here's an easy new way to ask. Click on the radio tab at retirewithpat.com and record your question directly on the website. That's retirewithpat.com and click on Radio.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. You can check out retirewithpat.com if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Pat and the team and some of the things that they have going on. But Pat, you know, for so many people, they thought of retirement as the final stage of life. That's really mm-hmm. how it was positioned for a long time. But when you look at today's retirements, it's not the finish line anymore. This is the beginning of the next phase of life. I think you could argue it's a very exciting phase of life. And retirements last so much longer today that it actually unfolds in stages. So let's talk a little bit about that, Pat. How do you explain this to clients as far as how this unfolds when we're talking about decades of retirement in our future?
0: Yeah, this is, um, you know, sometimes people hear the terms and they kind of think it sounds a little silly, which we'll get to in a second. But this is really something that uh, as we're onboarding a new client, we have a serious conversation about this with everyone because mm-hmm. it really it makes a big difference in how you're creating an income plan. So we talk about the three stages being the first one, being the go-go years, mm. you know, you're – At your youngest of retirement, you're typically in your best health. Maybe you've got a bucket list, so you've got to go go and do all those things. And then, uh, no one does that, you know. If you live, you know, let's say you retire at 62 and and you live in your 90s those are not all go-go years. Right. <laughs> so, and I think everyone right. can immediately think, oh yeah, that makes sense. So we call the second phase the slow-go years. And so that just means you've done the big stuff you really wanted to do. You are physically slowing down. You know, Maybe if you had been, maybe as part of your bucket list was you know Europe or something like that, That's you're not looking to do big things like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the third phase is the no-go years, or as one of my clients told me, the I don't want to go years. And that mm-hmm. is when you just reach a point where... You just really aren't interested in doing things. Your, you know, yeah. your your expenses aren't travel. It's healthcare and things like yeah, that. So, sure. so we like to think of the the reason that's important is because it can really affect you know how you're saving for retirement, how much you need to save for retirement. And, you know, how you need to plan your spending in retirement and all of those things. We absolutely need to make sure you never run out of money. But at the same time, if someone expects you to do go-go years for your entire, you know, for 30 or 40 years, they may be forcing you to save way more than you actually really need Mm -hmm. to to retire. So Mm -hmm. so we want to find that sweet spot in the middle and make sure that you're enjoying as much retirement as you can for as long as possible.
1: So first things first with these different phases, right? Let's start a little bit focusing on those go-go years because- I think this is the time that everybody's looking the most forward to with retirement, those early years when you finally have time to do all the things and and the money because the kids are gone and you can finally spend this money on yourself. (laughs) How important is it to know how you want to spend those go-go years and really have a good handle on the kinds of things you'd like to do before you actually retire?
0: Yeah, this is one of those things we say is maybe the most fun part of what we do, because mm. it's kind of just talking through the bucket list. And for some people, that's really easy because they've they've got it in their head and they've been thinking about it or even talking about it. For other people, it's more difficult because, you know, they're, they're just kind of focused on the grind of the day-to-day and things like that. So it's okay if you don't know exactly what that is, but it's important to think about because it's part of how we're going to budget for your retirement. Right. And, you know, it's also important too, Jen, I will say, I was just having a conversation the other day with some longtime clients and, the husband and wife were going back and forth, not in a mean way, but, you know, trying to figure out the husband was overextended and the wife wanted him to dial back work and just talking through those big things. And they made the joke about us being, you know, therapists, essentially. <laughs> Marriage <laughs> and, counselors, but, right? Yeah, but what if what if you're married and the bucket lists are totally different? Well, yeah. better to figure that out before you retire than after, right? Right. So we want to we get those things out on the table. But I think where you were going with this, Jen, is how do we want to budget for those extra budgetary things? Mm-hmm. How do we, you know, what are the things you really enjoy? Is it eating out? Is it uh, hobbies like golf? Is it travel? Is it family? And then what do we need to budget for those? And then we can start thinking about, well, how long is it realistic that that's going to be extra spending that you're going to be doing? And that can really give you, I think it's given a lot of our clients a lot of comfort knowing that those things are already in the spending plan for retirement. It gives them more peace of mind to think they're not going to run out.
1: Right. It's such a big transition to go from working every day to doing whatever you want. Right now, when you're in your working years, you get to the weekends and you can do kind of whatever you want, that's when you have all those extra trips to the home improvement store or shopping Mm -hmm. or whatever's going on. Those are the expensive days, right? So how do you help people adjust to their new retirement life and manage the fact that now every day is pretty much Saturday, so we have to figure out more than just either sitting on the couch all day or just spending money all day, all day, every single day, right?
0: Yeah, and this is another one but we're all different and for some people it's just very natural and they have a very natural transition and for some of us it's you know it takes a little more effort but the whole idea is finding purpose in your life and that's of course at any point it's easier if you're you know married with little kids and you know you're thinking about those things or if you have a career that you you love or are very focused on but as those things are not in your day-to-day life what is that going to be and that's different for everyone of course some people still like to do some work in retirement some people have, you know, different hobbies, uh, things like family, kids or grandkids. Certainly, uh, having some type of mission as far as their church or charity. Um, there are a lot of different things, but that's exactly what we want to figure out. And that goes two directions. Jen, on the one hand, there's the spending side. How expensive are those types of things that are important to you? But then, on the other hand if you are gonna be doing some kind of part-time work because you enjoy that, well, let's get that on the table early on because maybe you can switch to part-time sooner than you realized, Mm. right? Because we we weren't budgeting for that. So those are are really good things to be talking about. And of course, uh, we don't want you to retire successfully financially, but be miserable, you know, on the inside. we, We want you to have those things as well. So that's where that balance comes from. And again, that's why we talk about being comprehensive in our retirement planning. And that's why we offer the retirement review to listeners of the show, because it's not just about, you know, getting the highest rate of return on your money or anything like that. We're looking to help you really find a passion for your retirement and just really have a peace of mind to be able to not have to stress about your money in retirement, but to be focused on the things that are important to you. So if you think that kind of sit down would be beneficial or or helpful to you, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. We call it our five-step retirement review that's available to listeners of the show at no cost and no obligation to get started. The number is 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And we're talking about the different stages of your retirement because it's so overwhelming to try to talk about planning for a 30-year retirement versus breaking this down into more manageable pieces, these different stages. The second one, after the go-go years, which that's those early years of retirement, this is when we are checking off all those bucket list items and and going on the big trips or maybe buying the boat or the Mm. dream car or whatever it is. Then we have the slow-go years. And I, I actually have a family member, an aunt and uncle, who back in oh a year or two ago went on one of those really big trips to Israel they did kind of oh, a holy cool. land tour yeah definitely a bucket list type of trip for them but then ended up getting sick. I think somebody caught COVID on the way home. And uh, Mm. by the time they finally got home and recovered and they're in their late seventies, they just said, yeah, you know, we're still going to do a little traveling, but that was, (laughs) that was it for the big international (laughs) multi-country type of excursion. So we kind of see this, we don't want to see it as a bad thing, Pat, but the reality is It just might not appeal to you to do some of these big items a little bit later on in your retirement. That's kind of what we're getting at with the slow-go years, right?
0: I think absolutely. It's a perfect example. And I think the slow-go years, I think it's very rare that someone doesn't get that. You know, I mean, you've got, not only have you seen it probably in family or friends, but you don't bucket list for 30 or 40 years. It doesn't even make sense, you know? And so my own parents, uh, I've seen that over the last few years. They were really, they kind of did the delay of they didn't really you know do a lot of things like europe or anything prior to retirement. And then they took some of these big trips and they've kind of reached a point where they're kind of like, you know, they've had all these awesome trips, but then when you ask them, do you want to do a river cruise?" Ah, I remember that time. Oh, the flight was, <laughs> yeah, it was
4: such a hassle.
0: <laughs> you know, that kind, of <laughs> that kind of a thing. And uh, it, and it's so that's just how we are. And then yeah. you just reach a point where it's just not worth the effort. And of course it could be anything. It doesn't have to be travel, but that's a sure. very easy one for all of us to think about. And that's a great example of this logo years where you can still relax and enjoy your retirement, but you're just not as active, and it probably doesn't cost as much either.
1: Yeah, yeah, the pace just doesn't have to be the same mm-hmm. the whole time. So, as far as some of the things going on in this stage of life, is this when we're talking about maybe starting to think more about health care costs? I know we've talked before, Pat, the average 65-year-old couple can expect to spend over $300,000 mm. on, on health care and retirement, not even including long-term care. And we'll get to that, I imagine, in the next segment. But, you know, let's talk a little bit about some of those health care costs and planning for that, because this is where those issues are going to start to become a little bit more prominent for us.
0: Yeah, real quickly, one of the retirement income ideas I like, they call it the retirement income smile, which is Mm. where it starts off highest when you're doing your bucket list. It kind of bottoms out during this second phase, and then it starts increasing for the rest of your life as those healthcare costs. So this is, I can easily see part of this logo with lower healthcare costs, and this is where it really starts to ramp up. So you're exactly right. And You know, it's more fun talking about investments and income and travel and things like that. That's the fun part of retirement planning. Mm -hmm. But we also have the part where we need to play defense. We need to protect you. And so that's all about having a health care plan. And that's just one of those pieces of that five step plan that we want to build for each of our clients. And it's not a fun conversation, but we want to make sure it's taken care of that you don't have to worry about it. So if you don't have a health care plan for retirement or if you're not sure, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. It's one of those five areas we're going to look at in that first meeting and help you make sure you're all taken care of. Again, no cost, no obligation for listeners of the show. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Retirement might be the finish line for one phase of your life, but it's actually the starting line of another. And You do need to make sure that you leave enough in the tank to make it all the way to the end. We're going to talk about some of those final stages of retirement coming up on the other side of the break. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back.
3: You've heard Pat on radio, now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10.
2: To find out more about Pat and the team at Preservation Specialists, visit online anytime at retirewithpat.com. That's retirewithpat.com.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And today we're talking about the different stages of retirement, retirement lasts for two or three decades. So it helps to break it down into stages when you're planning. And for this last phase, it's really important to plan ahead because you need to put strategies in place to help ensure your money will last throughout your entire retirement. So let's talk about this, Pat, when you get into these no-go or maybe don't-wanna-go years. We're talking about our later years of retirement. Again, not always the most fun phase, but so important not to leave this out when we're planning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, this doesn't mean that you are, you know, in a nursing home or physically incapable. It just means, you know, you are... You know, getting past uh, certainly past your physical prime and needing to slow down. And when I think of the no go years, um, Jen, I have a specific client I think of. Uh, There's it's a couple, there is an age gap, and they live in a uh, very nice golf community uh, near here, but the golf community, exits to an extremely busy road Mm. and it's always kind of a curious combination to me lots of shopping and restaurants and everything and they came in uh for we we had a a sit down to kind of review everything and go over their strategy and I had lost track of of the fact that she at the time was 78 he was 91 and I said wow I said (laughs) I I forget I I didn't realize you were you know you were 91 And and I asked about you know, just, you know, activities or whatever, what they like to do. And he said, he said, Pat, I've reached the point. I don't want to leave the neighborhood
1: anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking,
0: well, I'm in my 40s. I could, I could understand not wanting to
1: fight that traffic, you know. Right.
0: But that's just a great summary of, you know, you maybe in those go-go years you're doing the bucket list, and then in the slow go you're just doing smaller things. So you go instead of going to Europe, the European trip you always wanted. Maybe you are going to Charleston or, you know, something that's much closer. And at this point you're just like, Hey, I'm good. You know, let's, what's, what's still important to me. Let's gather the family at the house and things like that. And, um, and you said, uh, it was a client of mine actually that said, I think it's not no go it's don't want to go. And, uh, just, we just had a good laugh over that. So I think we can all understand, uh, you know how that shift happens as as we get you know maybe in the last decade of our lives.
1: Yeah, you know I certainly saw that with my grandpa also where it was not big trips but you know making a little road trip every now and then and <laughs> carpooling <laughs> with with, <laughs> with my aunt and uncle all those things. Um, mm, you know yes. here here's the other thing because some of these financial decisions in retirement don't just affect you and your spouse what kind of family discussions do we think about happening about things like long-term care and and end-of-life decisions, estate and legacy planning? Again, not the most fun stuff, but boy, Mm. it really helps to get all of that buttoned down ahead of time so nobody's scrambling and trying to guess and figure out what to do when the time comes.
0: Yeah, and and You said that very well, Janet, and I kind of lump all this in under what we would call an estate plan, and that's a term that is, it's kind of a loaded term because I think a lot of people um, think, well, I'm not rich, I don't need an estate plan, and they think of that being something for, you know, the Bill Gates of the world or something like that. But the idea of an estate plan is, it's a lot of those things that you mentioned, Janet, and I always say, yes, part of the estate plan is, if there's anything left, who do you want to get it and how? Uh, which is probably what most of us think of immediately, like who's in the will, we think of maybe the movies where everyone's, you know, they're reading the will and everyone's all excited to hear what they're gonna get, right? (laughs) Uh, But it affects so much more Mm -hmm. and uh, it affects, um, you know, having the proper legal documents to make sure if you're sick and you can't handle things yourself, saying who you want to be able to determine your care if you're unable to do that, um, who's able to take over your finances if you're unable to do that. Those are really big things. So it's protecting you uh, because you may be temporarily needing that help and then you may recover. Uh, so you, you certainly want those things taken care of. It's a really big deal if you're married for your spouse uh, because if something happens to you, uh, first of all, you don't want to leave a mess uh, for him or her, but also you want to have a a game plan ready for them and and we've had people hire us specifically for that reason you know a lot of times couples come in and they're embarrassed because they say well one of us really handles the finances and the other one doesn't and I always reassure them and I say well first of all just think of all the things we do as married couples like there's very few categories where we're both actively involved oh, all yeah. the time right i mean that doesn't make it would be exhausting because it's hard enough you know being a married couple uh, just where one person is the primary uh, versus the other so finances is no different but uh, the key is we really would like if possible that spouse that's not actively involved in the finances to at least understand, have a basic understanding of what's going on. And for that, you, you, we've seen, especially in previous generations, where the man was the person that handled the mm-hmm. money and the woman didn't know anything about it. And then, of course, the husband often passes away first and she's left. That's a very dangerous position because not only is she very fearful, but also she can be taken advantage of You know, if you don't have uh, good trusted advisors. So there's a lot of reasons why that's really important to get that taken care of. And then the other one I think of is I was just talking to a friend of mine and his wife's parents had passed away. And um, he made a comment about trying to track everything down. And I said, yeah, a lot of times if it wasn't discussed, that's really hard because you're going through all the stacks of paper mm-hmm. and statements and new mail and you can't tell which accounts were closed and which ones have been opened. And you know it's just it can be a huge stressor. So having those types of things in order can be really a gift to your loved ones.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It helps relieve so much of the anxiety and the added stress when some of these things are are already discussed and, and thought of. But of course, the big unknown out there, Pat, is when will you actually need to know all of that? None of us come with an expiration date. We don't know how long we'll actually live in retirement. And even when we you know, think about all this end-of-life type of planning, we still don't know when that will actually happen. So how can we help ensure our money will last in case we live a long time and these things can can be put off for a little bit longer?
0: Yeah, so, um, that I mean, really, that's the big thing for most of us, right? I mean, a lot of people would like to maybe give something to kids or grandkids sure. or maybe church or charity. But for most of us, it's like, hey, I've worked hard and I'd like to be able to enjoy some of this. So how do we make sure we never run out of money? That comes back to the income plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the terms that I love, uh, which is kind of a geeky retirement income term, is is called GRIP, which is the Guaranteed Retirement Income Percentage. Uh-huh. So let's say, uh, let's we'll do some simple math. and Let's say someone needs $5,000 a month to live on in retirement, and we're going to calculate how much of that is guaranteed in some way. So let's say they have $2,000 a month in pension, $2,000 in Social Security. So they've got $4,000 that should come in every month uh, throughout their retirement and they need 5,000. So that's, you know, dividing that they've got an 80% grip ratio, which is very good. That means they just have to figure out how to cover the other 20%. But then if you could imagine someone else, let's say they need $6,000 a month for income, but all they have is social security at 2000. Now their grip percentage is only 33%. Hmm. Now that is probably a concerning situation because do they really want to have their investments cover that difference and you could be nervous. So that's where something like an annuity that has a lifetime income guarantee could come in. So what you're essentially doing in that case is you're, you're trying to create your own pension. And that's one of those things that, you know, a couple of generations ago, a lot of people already had a pension, so it really wasn't necessary. But we see more and more clients that are interested in that, Jen, because um, they don't have their own pension. And, you know, the studies have shown people that have pensions are happier. Uh, People that uh, pensions or annuities are happier. It even says they live longer. Uh, So I guess knowing that that money's coming in, you want to collect as much of it as you can. (laughs) So it's it's been Mm -hmm. really interesting to kind of study up on those types of things. But that's an example of one of the ways to just have something that you know is going to continue paying uh, and you don't have to worry about it running out. Uh, Trying to figure out how much of your income has some type of guarantee like that.
1: Right. Here's the thing. We've gone over these Stages of retirement, Pat, and the go-go years, the slow-go years, and then the no-go or don't-want-to-go years, now that we've talked a little bit about how these different stages play out and a new way to think about retirement – How does this help clients or or when you talk to people about this, how does this help people understand the need to have that comprehensive plan for their retirement? Because, again, what we're doing with our money and our financial needs, it changes a lot from stage to stage as we progress throughout retirement.
0: Yeah, so one of the advantages, and I think one of the reasons people hire us, Jen, is that we certainly would expect that most people will only retire once in their life. We certainly hope that's the case, that they don't have to go back to work because they are running low on money or anything like that. And uh, so we have the advantage that we have experienced retirement over and over and over again with our clients. So that's the cool thing is that we've seen these things play out. We've seen these three phases happen with our clients, and maybe maybe people have seen it with their family members, but they haven't thought about it that way or or they haven't thought about how that affects their finances. So this is one of those things that we bring up on our onboarding meeting when someone hires us. And it's a great example of, uh, it's really kind of a thought-provoking moment for a lot of people to think, oh, I never really thought of it that way. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know that can be tied into the bucket list conversation and things like that. But, it, but I think it does give our clients some peace of mind to know that we're we're thinking to this degree of detail about their retirement and making sure that they have the right amount of income for the right stages of their lives.
1: And the last thing here, Pat, you can't create a plan and then send somebody into retirement for 30 years without checking in on them, without going back and revisiting. <laughs> and of course, things in our family will change over a 30-year retirement. We'll have so many things that that cause us to go back and need to make some updates here how often do you sit down with people and revisit their plans and what does that part of it look like when we're talking about people who are actually getting into this and living through these different phases of their retirement
0: yeah agenda you know it's it's customized for our clients most of our clients we have a in an the annual strategy session we put together to kind of see how things are going talk through the income plan, look at tax planning, you know, the, are the investments accomplishing what we want them to accomplish. Uh, But that's kind of a baseline because there may be other things going on throughout the year. Maybe, maybe an investment matures, and there's a reason to talk then to uh, maybe someone takes on a part-time job or, Um, they have some, you know, some big bucket list thing where they need some extra money. So there's, there's so many different things that come up. It sounds like when you say, oh, you only talk once a year, but you end up, then you look back and you realize maybe it was two or three or four times. So, so it really depends on what's going on in your life. And then also with the plan. And that's where we, we piece it all together to make sure that we're, we're reviewing everything on a comprehensive basis. So we're not missing anything. And once again, if you don't have a comprehensive retirement plan or planner helping you, Give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. There's no cost or obligation for listeners to sit down with one of our advisors and go over the five areas of retirement. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE.
1: We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury.
4: I wanted to discuss what's called a Medicare Advantage Medical Savings Account, or MSA. You may be familiar with plans called health savings accounts or HSAs at work. MSAs are similar but have some interesting differences. With an MSA, instead of contributing to the MSA, the insurance company puts money into your account. For example, one plan has a $5,000 deductible, but the insurance company puts $2,000 into the account at the beginning of each year. These plans will have aspects which are like supplemental plans. You can go to any provider that accepts Medicare in the United States. You don't have any network of providers, and you need to purchase a separate prescription plan as they don't cover prescriptions. But like Advantage plans, they have a zero-cost premium, and the insurance company handles all the claim payments, not Medicare. So if you're familiar with HSA plans, these plans will function in the same fashion. The difference is the insurance company is contributing monies into your account instead of you.
1: Visit Tim's website, medicareblueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation.
3: Who will help you get there? Wherever you want to go in retirement, Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialists can help you get there. You do the dreaming, they do the planning, tailored to your specific needs and goals. Or they can offer you a second opinion on a plan you may already have. Call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a visit with Pat and the team at Preservation Specialists right now. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA SIPC.
2: To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, Call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And he knows very well, because he's married, there are certain things that you're not supposed to bring up when you go out with friends, go ah. to a dinner party, there are some things that are going to get you that elbow or that kick in the (laughs) shin under the table, Pat. But here's what we're going to do today. We are going to talk about the top taboo topics for retirement. So we're just going to have to get real and talk about these things. What do you think, Pat? (laughs) I love this topic
0: so much, Jen. And you know, I, I think part of it is you know, when you're younger and you don't want to offend anybody or anything like that, you sure. get older, you say, you know, let's just get real. Let's just Let's do talk it. about the real stuff. So I think <laughs> this is going to be awesome.
1: I mean, it's the reality. There's stuff that it might not be the most fun, but it's important. The first one on our list today, I guess number five, is we work our way backwards. Death. Thinking about mm. death and dying, it's difficult in general. And it's just, Pat, not a fun conversation to have when you'd rather be talking about all the fun parts of retirement, but... We have to do it anyway, right?
0: Yeah, you did not ease your way in. No, on the list, I jumped. Did you? Yeah, no, hard yeah. launch
1: right into it. That's right. So
0: let's talk about death. Let's talk about dying. I mean, this is this is part of any comprehensive financial plan, mm-hmm. and the reason is because there are things we control and things we don't, and we don't know when we're going to go, right. um, and that's just the way it is. So, if you were to die. Two things that, you know, the fork in the road I want you to be thinking about is first of all, what would you want to happen? And second of all, how does that affect the people that you love? Yeah, And those are the two things we're going to talk about. And you are 100% right, Jen. No one likes talking about this. So let's talk about it. Let's get a plan together for it. And then we don't have to talk about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. So let's talk about some of the things that are affected. So Mm -hmm. uh, when you're younger, do you have kids? Do you have a mortgage? Well, there's probably some logic to having some life insurance um, if you were to pass away, especially if you're the main breadwinner. But certainly your spouse, even if they don't work outside the house, there's still a lot of value to what they do. So they may need that too. That's a quick example. How about legal documents? Do Mm -hmm. you have a will or a trust or something like that? do you have beneficiaries on your accounts? Do you have ownership named properly? All this kind of stuff that the last thing we want to do is be going through these documents and figuring it out. But I bet there might be times when you're lying awake thinking, oh, if something happens to me, is that one going to be okay? Is that taken care of? And we've all heard horror stories of situations where someone, let's say, for example, gets divorced and remarries and forgets to change their beneficiaries and whoopsie, the money is going to the ex-spouse, right? So- we got to do these things. And yeah, so part of our comprehensive plans is making sure your insurance is set up properly, your legal documents are set up properly. And part of the estate plan, Jen, if you're a married couple, part of the estate plan is making sure your spouse is going to be okay if something mm-hmm. happens to you. So it's not just, estate isn't just things going to kids and grandkids and things like that. Right. It's also protecting each other. So those are the things I have that come to mind on that topic. It's it's really an important one.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, since you mentioned divorce, I'm going to skip down to that one because that is on our list taboo topics also. Mm -hmm. Divorce and retirement over the past 30 years, the divorce rate after age 50 has doubled here in the U.S. And obviously that is a tumultuous, difficult time in general. But talk about some of the financial challenges for people who divorce when they're getting close to or in retirement. And now we've got to talk about the retirement assets and things are just really complicated financially at that stage of life if that's when a divorce is happening.
0: Yeah, when you think of divorce at retirement or close to retirement, I just think, Jen, oh man, I mean, you have, we've talked on the show before, I really believe that, you know, right now is one of the most difficult times to retire in history when you have, you know, so much inflation, Mm -hmm. uh, you have stock market risk, you have less pensions, um, you have concerns with Social Security, you have concerns tax rates are going up. And then to stack on top of that, think about experts believe just a great number of people aren't prepared for retirement. Well, now you take whatever you have and you split it. Now you have to support two households. That's a really big struggle. So it's complicated. doesn't mean you can't solve that problem. But if you've divorced and you're near retirement, we need to be looking at you know, all the things everyone needs to look at, but we need to be thinking about what are those assets that you have remaining? It's all the more important for those people to be aware of all the ins and outs of social security because there are rules for your individual benefits. If you remarry, there's rules with your new spouse. And then there's also rules for your ex-spouse and how you might be able to claim off of their benefits. Mm-hmm. So it gets even more complicated with things like that. So you're really just, in that case, You just really need to be talking to someone who's an expert in retirement, not just a generalist, because you really are going to be getting into the nitty gritty. And, of course, the last thing you can do is afford to miss out on benefits that you deserve.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that is a really, again, not a super comfortable one, but important to talk about. The next one that I want to get into kind of goes hand in hand with that, but it's a little bit broader. Relationships retirement can have an impact on your relationship with your spouse when you are home together all the time and getting on each other's nerves Um, with your kids and your grandkids. Your kids, especially if you have young grandkids, they might have some expectations for free babysitter now that grandma and grandpa aren't working. I mean, how important is it for pre-retirees to talk about boundaries when it comes to some of these things or or how much time they're going to be spending with their spouse or how they're going to set up their day. I mean, your identity changes when you leave your job behind and you retire, and it's going to put a strain on your relationships.
0: Yeah, one of the biggest changes you'll ever have in your life is when you retire. And so it's going to be one of the biggest things that changes you and changes your relationships with your loved ones. And I can't help but think of the first time I realized that was early in my career. And there was a husband and wife, and uh, the wife had either not worked outside the home or or she had been retired for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had been a successful engineer, and he retired after 40 years. And uh, they came in maybe a month after he retired to do some updates on their accounts and allocation and he stepped out to go to the restroom and I said, so how are things going? And she stares at me and she said, he's driving me crazy. <laughs> And then she went on to uh. to tell me every single example until the moment he walked back and in the you're room.
1: Like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry I asked.
0: Yeah, and I said, I was not prepared oh for boy. this.
1: Oh <laughs> but, yeah.
0: but yeah, I mean, and it's a difficult one too because unless you have a way of doing a trial run for retirement, like taking a month or two off of work somehow right. while you're still working, it's theoretical, right? Until you have the chance to actually do it. So yeah, it's a really good topic and it's something that... What we find fascinating, Jen, when we're sitting down for our first meeting with someone to get to know them, we'd love to find out more about what they really want to accomplish or do in retirement, uh, because that helps us get to know them, but it also helps us understand from a financial perspective, you know, how expensive that might be. Yeah. You know, if someone wants to go camping in a tent on the weekend versus someone wants to go jet setting to Paris, you know, those are two totally different things, Right. but sometimes If there's a married couple, maybe those two people have talked about those things and they've kind of hashed that out. But a lot of times they haven't. So someone might Mm -hmm. say, oh, man, I want to sell the house and buy an RV and drive around the country. And the other person says, what are you, crazy? I would never do that. (laughs) Well, better to have that conversation before you retire than after, right? Yeah. So all of those things. And I think you bring up some great, great examples of, you know, watching the grandkids. I think some of our happiest clients are the primary caregiver to their grandkids, and they wouldn't trade that for anything, but certainly that's not for everyone. And so really stopping and thinking about uh, and talking with those loved ones about those expectations, those are really, really valuable conversations to have. For
1: sure. I I have a friend who, when her mother retired, she just said, look, I don't want to become a full time babysitter. I want to be able to do some of these other things. Well, then uh her sister stepped up and she wanted to watch the grandkids. Mm. Well, then it kind of turned into a hey, wait a minute. Now they want to go <laughs> spend time with Aunt Karen instead of me. But you know, I mean, sometimes you you also kind of change your mind after a little while into it. But just important to keep the conversation and the communication going, keep the communication open. Yes. Um, I think that's really important. Okay. I'm going to just go on down to our final one. Number one on our list of taboo topics for retirement, Pat, is money, which is (laughs) ironic because we literally talk about this all the time. But for some people, this can be kind of a taboo topic. They feel uncomfortable about it.
0: Well, and I think money being a taboo topic is on the one hand, it's absolutely true because it's sensitive and we all think of money differently. We all yeah. choose, you know, what we choose to spend our money on says a lot about who we are. And it's scary to be judged by other people. I mean, that's just life, right? But on the other hand, I will give humanity credit in this regard Jen <laughs> you know I've been I've been doing this for over two decades and I see people being much more open about this than they used to be you know you've probably everyone's probably heard stories of the older generation passing away and then people going through and finding all kinds of things about finances that they never knew about right. because they were absolutely terrified of talking about money with their kids or anyone like that we have so many clients now that maybe as they get into their 60s or 70s they want to have the kids sit in a meeting and understand what's going on and maybe that's big picture and not talking numbers but maybe it's just saying hey here's where everything sits and and having them involved and i think you know i think those can generally be extremely healthy conversations yeah. and also you know we've had conversations with people where they're worried about parents needing nursing care or something like that and i'm so thankful that We've never run into situations where the kids are trying to protect the money so they can they right. can inherit more. Every situation is always the kids worried about the parents uh, getting good care and the parents wanting to make sure what they worked for goes to the kids. And so, you know, usually the family is is in it together. and That's an awesome thing. But, but like you said, it's, it can be a taboo subject depending on how you're addressing it. And, of course… If it's done right, I think a healthy conversation can be really, really beneficial.
1: For sure. And and I think part of why it's so uncomfortable is you feel like you're being insensitive sometimes. But it's important for a wife to know what type of income she'll have if something happens to her husband. It's important for the kids to know what what their dad's final wishes are. If he becomes Hmm. too ill or is unable to speak and it's probably fair for them to ask some inheritance questions also, how do you help people get the answers they need, Pat, if they're worried about being nosy or coming off as as cold hearted? You know, I think maybe having a third party to help mediate some of that could be beneficial.
0: Yeah, I agree completely, Jen. When people are trying to figure out how to have answers in situations when it deals with money. You're exactly right. Having an independent third party Involved, any type of financial professional is really important. The second stage to that I would add is if you already have a relationship with them, that's going to make it so much more comfortable uh, because it's not just someone you've just hired to have that conversation. Yeah. And that's the reason, you know, when we started preservation specialists all those years ago, the idea wasn't to have a firm that can do financial transactions for people. It was to build relationships. And, you know, when we sit down with someone that we've helped retire, that we've worked with for five or 10 or 15 plus plus years it's so enjoyable to spend that time together and you know knowing that you're building that relationship so if they're bringing you in to talk to their spouse or their kids or their grandkids you know you're talking to friends and so that's really what we've built and what we love about working with our clients and if you don't have a relationship like that with a trusted financial partner call us at 803-9-RETIRE. That's the reason we offer our, our retirement review at no cost, no obligation to listeners of the show to give you a chance to talk with one of our planners and see if that type of relationship would be valuable to you. Once again, to get started, there's no cost, no obligation, and you just call 803-9-RETIRE.
1: This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat, and we'll talk to you then.
3: Securities offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.